Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's Friday, July 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. It's opening day, Paul. <laughs> We've been waiting so long. It's opening day. The tribe and the Royals are going to get going tonight at 7 p.m. The day is finally here. You're going to be at the ballpark. And what are, what are your feelings right now, that this, this day that we've, we've been through so much to get here uh, as far as the coronavirus is concerned and the quarantines and the will they play or won't they play, the negotiations, we're, we finally arrived at a day where we're going to see baseball. Yeah, it's a, it's a good day, Joe. I just wish fans could come, but obviously they can't. You know, this is always a great day in Cleveland. There's a big, a good vibe downtown. People are excited. And hopefully they still will be, but virtually. You know, maybe they, we, <laughs> they could just one big Zoom call. I don't know. At a, at a safe distance, right? I'm, That's right. I'm, I'm excited to go to the park for, for Saturday's game. It'll be the, uh, the first time that I see a, a, a meaningful baseball game in person that I didn't drive the starting center fielder to the park for. So uh, I, I, think, uh, I think that's where my uh, excitement is for, for this series. But uh, it all starts really tonight. It, it's, the playoffs are not far away if the Indians can get through the next 60 games two months uh can they do it can they come out and on the other side in a in an expanded uh, playoff format and and be one of the top eight teams in the American League yeah I think uh geez Joe if they aren't I mean something's wrong I mean I mean they expanded the postseason nothing can be easy with this season the day before the season starts they throw this at us you Mm -hmm. know they could have agreed to this but you know what Two, you know, a month ago or when negotiation finally ended, why didn't they just, okay, say this? You know, because they had been talking about it the whole time. So now, but eight teams, it's an exciting format. I think it's going to be, it adds, you know, kind of a, a really kind of a kick to the end, to the end of the season. And uh, the Indians certainly are one of the eight best teams in the American League, I would think. Uh, I would think so, especially with their starting rotation. Uh, what do you think of this this playoff format? The, the 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 division winners and all of the second place teams in the divisions are going to qualify, and then the seventh and eighth uh, best records of the the remaining teams. So really, you don't even have to win your division as long as you hang with the teams that are are, are pretty good. 
you don't even have to come in second in your division and you could still make the playoffs. Yeah, I, I was. I, I thought one of these teams would get a bye, you know, the like the team with the best record. But you can't really do it with eight teams. It's. Right. it's I was trying to think. I was fi- trying to figure it out uh, yesterday. But so it's kind of exciting. I, I feel bad for the. What if a team wins? You know, goes forty-five and what fifteen, mm-hmm. and you know they're right in there, the first round of best to three with the team that you know was went thirty and thirty. So you know that's a little disparity, but. Uh, uh, but other than that, I love it. I, I, I like it. One of the, uh, one of the little wrinkles is that the first round series are going to be best of three series, just like we, uh, we expected, but all three of those games in order to cut down on travel are going to take place at the host team, the home teams or the, or the top seed, uh, at their park. So, you know, if the Indians don't win the division, they're definitely going on the road, uh, at, at some point. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, I, I I still think the Twins are the best team in the division, uh, but I guess uh, you know this this opens the door, you know, to and all you got to do is get in the postseason. It doesn't matter. I mean, home at home field advantage is a big thing, you know, play, especially three straight, uh, you know, in that first round. But just get in there and and take a hack, you know, just get a chance. Uh, so you're saying there's a chance, Hoinsey. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the line. Uh, all right. Uh, a couple of moves were announced today by the Indians. Uh, they they were the the one team out of the 30 uh, in, in the league that didn't announce their opening day roster on Thursday. They waited until today, and we found out why uh, the the Indians have have left Zach Plesac off the opening day roster. But that's not a concern, really, because he's their fifth starter, and he wouldn't be appearing in a game until. Tuesday at the earliest, uh, the, the notable move is that Daniel Johnson is going to make the, the opening day roster as, as an extra outfielder, and it looks like Tyler Naquin, who fouled a ball off of his toe, uh, might not be ready to go right away. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's good for Daniel Johnson. Had, you know, really a good, uh, you know, spring training too, I thought. Impressed the Indians, impressed Francona. Had a great year at Double A and Triple A last year. Very productive. Um, can play the corners, and uh, you know I feel bad for Tyler Naquin if he if he you know he could be a possibility in this starting lineup tonight. But if if he you know if his big toe is hurting and he had to get it drained, geez, oh man! I mean this guy's been so through so much. He worked so hard to get back here, and now he gets this. So, but uh, you know you know I think it's it's kind of this is a smart move. You know, they, you can tell they're manipulating the roster already, uh, looking for an edge, giving Tito an extra bat for at least four games, mm-hmm. you know, or the first, well, yeah, first four games. First four. And hopefully, you know, he's, that, that move uh, pays off for him. He's a bat, he's a solid defender, and he's a good speed on the bases. So he checks all the boxes there. Uh, does Daniel Johnson excited to see him make his major league debut at some point, possibly in the next four days? Uh, as far as Tyler Nakum goes, you're right. It's very frustrating because this is a guy who fought all the way back from that, uh, you know, devastating knee injury at the end of last season. And he, he was as hot as any hitter in spring training too. He came to the plate and you pretty much could, could mark him down for a base hit uh, in any of those inter-squad games. Uh, uh, Terry Francona mentioned that the, that he had his toe drained. They, they must've stuck a needle in there, drained the blood out. And he said, Tyler described it, uh, let me put this the right way, that, that 
that Tito said. He said, Tyler described it as, as if it felt like he was giving birth. And then Tito caught himself and said, well, I don't know how he would know what giving birth feels like, but, you know, take it for what it is. So it must have been pretty painful for Tyler Naquin uh, on, on his toe, but uh, I, I don't know where he draws the childbirth comparisons from. God, that does not sound good. So hopefully Tyler is up and around at least, you know, you can't do anything for a broken toe. If he, I'm not saying he has a broken toe, but, you know, hopefully this takes a few days. He gets back on, you know, on schedule and uh, gets back in the lineup. Because you're right, Joe. He, he had a great spring training, too. Played good D. He was, he was hitting the ball. He was driving the ball. Um, you know, I think he's, he is primed for a good season. Now he just needs to stay healthy. What do you think the opening day lineup is? We're probably about three, three-ish hours away as we're recording this from, from seeing a lineup from Terry Francona. Uh, obviously, the, the top four, maybe five guys are, are pretty much preset in Cesar Hernandez, Jose Ramirez, Francisco Lindor, Carlos Santana. Then you got Framil Reyes probably at the, in, in the five-hole. Beyond that, what does six, seven, eight, nine? You know, how could that shake out? Yeah, they're facing the lefty and, and Danny Duffy, the Kansas City's lefty. I think you know after after Reyes, you know, you go obviously you go Hernandez, like you said, Hernandez, Ramirez, Lindor, Santana, Reyes. I'm going Luplo in uh, in right field or left field, uh, Domingo Santana in in uh, right field. Uh, Reyes will be at DH. Um, then uh, let's see. Uh, you've got uh, Perez catching. Mm-hmm. What's that? One, two, three, four. And Mercado five, probably in center. Yeah, Mercado in center. Yeah. Am I missing one? No, I think we're. I, I think that's nine. I think you go. Yeah, after, that's nine. Yeah. After Reyes at five, you go Luplo six, Santana seven, Perez eight, and Mercado nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's how. I'm, yeah. And that's and that really is dictated by the the handedness of the pitcher, the the lefty Danny Duffy. Uh, if they see a right-handed pitcher at some point in this this series, which is a, a possibility, uh, you could also see Bradley Zimmer in a lineup at at some point. Uh, uh, Greg Allen, I don't think uh, really is is in a position to get a, a start at any time soon. Yeah, I think he would you know pinch hit defensive uh, purposes. Uh, you know, and they, they are start. The Kansas City is starting a righty in the second game. There's number one, number one pick from 2018, uh, Brady somebody. <laughs> I can't remember his last name, but yeah, uh, supposed to be. You know, I'm, they've been racked by the the coronavirus. The coronavirus, right? Exactly. Uh, well, Brady, whoever he is, is going to have a tough night against uh, his opposition uh, on on Saturday night. Mike Clevenger has pretty much owned the Royals in his career. I believe he's nine and zero. Uh, lifetime against the Royals uh, across all of his starts. So, uh, you know, things look good for, for the Indians if Clevenger is healthy and right and on the mound for them starting on Saturday night. Uh, important to get this this season off to a fast start as as they open with 17 games straight uh, right out of the shoot. Yeah, it really is, Joe. So I think uh, all the planning they've done, you know, hitting those four switch hitters at the top of the lineup, uh, you know, carrying uh, Chang and Zimmer after hot spring training twos. I think that's all. Hopefully, that all uh, works in works in unison to get them off to a quick start. Like you said, 17 straight uh, right out of the gate. 
Um, you've got the rotation set. Uh, your bullpen maybe is a little little shaky. Uh, the outfield, outfield, you've got eight guys there. You've got three utility guys in the infield. I think I know it's buckle up, strap in, and then let's go. Let's see what see what happens. Your impression right now of Terry Francona as we're we're heading into this. Uh, you know, he's he's had to expend a lot of energy in this buildup. Uh, you know, and he's a guy who, who normally relies on guys like Brad Mills, who's not there. Uh, Mike Barnett has really stepped in. It, it, what do you think, what kind of place is Terry Francona in right now as they head into this season? You know, I think he'll be in a, in a, a better spot. You know, I think uh, that the tough work, those two-a-day sessions are over now from spring training too. Um, I, I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic, Joe. Who does he rely on? Who is the guy that's standing next to him during the games? Mills was always there. Um, and, you know, they, they bounced things off each other. They talked into the night after games. You know, Mills was a guy that always walked around the locker room uh, the, day, the night before and told guys that if they were starting or not starting the next day. You know, he brought a sense of calm to the locker room. And, um, you know, that, that's a hard thing to replace. And, I mean, they were – you know, they've worked together for, you know, in Pitt, I mean, Philly, Boston, um, uh, Cleveland. They played together in Montreal and the University of Arizona. So, you know, that's like his right-hand man. So, you know, that, that is going to be an interesting dynamic to see how that, you know, how that evolves and who takes that spot. Right. And as, as Tito has said numerous times, <clears throat> Millsy sort of, you know, all the stuff that he handles – he, he handles it, and it's like only he could do what he was doing in, in a certain way, and it was kind of by design uh, to, to have all those different duties uh, delegated out. Uh, you know, must be, must be weird for, for Tito to, to sort of get information coming at him from four different sources as opposed to one and, and, and that kind of stuff. So That's uh, a great point. Just to see I, how he handles it, yeah. yeah I just want to, say, to tell you how detailed Mills was. One day we were in uh, – we were at uh, in Chicago when they were playing the uh, White Sox at a guaranteed rate field. And I saw him, I got there early, and I saw him marking off the outfield. Like he would walk straight out to center field and, and stop at a certain spot. Then he'd walk straight out from, you know, second base to, to mm -hmm. right field and then did the same thing in left field. And he was, he was marking, he was trying to get, uh, you know, trying to find a maybe a spot on the outfield fence or a sign or something that would tell him how to position outfielders from from the dugout. It was really really interesting to do wow. see that, and I had never seen another coach do that. You know, some guys, you know, they have remember they had lasers moving them, and now right. outfielders have cards in their back pocket where right. to, you know to, how to play certain hitters. But he kind of relied on you know his own instincts and moving guys and it was really interesting maybe millsy will invent the uh, outfield gps where we can <laughs> where we can locate the outfielders automatically uh in, in terms of their shifts and and uh positioning as well hey, joe joe just not to disrespect uh brady somebody but the, the kid's name is brady singer okay brady number singer. number one pick in 2018 and he's making his big league debut for saturday so good for him that's uh that's a big uh, big shot in the arm right there Good luck, Brady Singer. Don't expect much run support on Saturday night because uh, Clevenger's uh, going to be your opposition uh, as well. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, 
you know, well, I guess this is a weird transition. How am I going to transition to where the Blue Jays are playing? I, I guess it doesn't make any sense. Uh, the Blue Jays find out that they are not welcome in Pittsburgh. I mean, you got to be, you got to feel yeah. awful about yourself if you're not welcome in yeah. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh uh, takes everybody, don't that's they? The worst. Especially the Browns. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, so no, no Blue Jays in Pittsburgh. No Blue Jays in Baltimore. Blue Jays in Buffalo. There you go. The Buffalo Blue Jays. That's what we've got. They'll be playing in a triple-A park, uh, which wouldn't have been, you know, much more, much of a step up from uh, PNC Park is still – it's a, not a very big ballpark. Uh, no, it's, it's not a very big ballpark. You know, it's close to a triple-A park as you have in the majors. So, uh, Buffalo will be hosting the Blue Jays, at least for the time being. That's where they will play their home games in this 2020 season. Uh, advantage, disadvantage uh, for anybody if uh, – if they play their games there? Yeah, I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm happy for Shapiro and, and Ross Atkins. I mean, I'm sure they were pulling their hair out, you know, trying to find, this could be, that's the worst case scenario ever, isn't it? The, the worst case scenario would have been them playing in like Dunedin or Jupiter yeah. or something like that, right, in Florida. So at least they've got a home base, uh, you know, uh, and, and the field, I've seen the field. I mean, it's, it's I, th- I guess they had problems with the lights. Uh, you know, I think, you know, there's, there's going to be, obviously, just think of the work they've got to do on, you know, how to uh, get the right. protocols in place. I mean, they've got to be going crazy in there. And and you've got to put you got to install the Statcast and all that because every every major league game has to have all, all the Statcast monitors and and cameras and, and all that. And thankfully, wow. they open on the road, right? They I don't think right. they're yeah right so. yeah they'll they'll have time to to build that up, but. Yeah, just a sort of a nightmare scenario there for for the Blue Jays. But hey, you know, half of their roster is guys who were were just in AAA last year, so it's not like yeah. it's a, much of a, a a leap for them. I think Vlad Guerrero and and Bo Bichette will uh, feel pretty at home uh, playing in Buffalo because they were they were just there at this point last season or, or before this point last season. So. Yeah, uh, and I, you know, I'd ask the Indians about if, you know, I figured maybe with uh, Shapiro and Ross Atkins' relationship with Antonetti and their front office, if they had, if they had, you know, approached them about playing a progressive field, but they said no. I, I said they did. We will not be sharing progressive field. They they didn't even reach out about it. I can't believe they didn't reach out. I think about they it. reached out. Yeah, I, I would imagine that uh, Shapiro, those guys called, but probably uh, a pretty brief phone call, right? Yeah. yeah. I uh, can't imagine Antonetti uh, and, and Chernoff wanting to do they not like they don't have enough going on at this point. All right. Well, as we, we approach uh, opening day tonight, uh, we find out that, that there won't be the typical pomp, pomp and circumstance of opening day at the ballpark. Uh, we did see on Thursday night with the Yankees and the Nationals and the Dodgers and the Giants that there was sort of a, a, a I don't want to say tribute, but a Black Lives Matter moment where all the players knelt down on the field and they they all held a, a like a black thread, uh, you know, between all of them. And that was a, a pretty significant, poignant moment. Uh, I expect the same thing at, at Progressive Field as well uh, tonight with the Royals and the Indians. But beyond that, you know, uh, not much. In, in ter- Terry Francona said, you know, there won't be these huge introductions because there's no one to introduce ourselves to. Yeah, there's going to be what? A virtual first pitch, a virtual national anthem, a virtual uh, God Bless America, so uh, by the Cleveland Orchestra. 
and uh, you know the the players will be honoring Black Lives Matter and BP. They all you know they can wear different uh, uh, you know wear uh, um, uh, different T-shirts, messages and, on uh, their shirts, you know, yeah. wristbands. Uh, I think that's good. You know, I think that's a, that's a good thing. That you know, hopefully uh, this means something and, and accomplishes something. Oh, and what it's going to accomplish is it's going to get us to uh, the first pitch of the season thrown by Shane Bieber and the, you know, first game of the season under our belts. Uh, by this time tomorrow, we'll, we'll know if the Indians are, are 1-0 and or 0-1. Uh, Hoinsey, uh, again, it's, we've been waiting. It's, it, it's time, so let's, uh, let's get going. Hoping we're, we're at the point at the end of this where, you know, we've, we've got some playoffs to talk about. Yeah, definitely, Joe. You got to explain something to me. I've been reading that each win in a sixty-game season, two and a half games. Is that how does that how does that figure? How do you figure that? Is worth well, two and a half games in a or in each win in a hundred and sixty-two game season is worth two and a half in a sixty-game season? Right. Each win's worth two and a half just because it takes it, it would take winning two and a half games to to get you past what you would lose in the standings by losing a game, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. You, you fall, you fall a, a game and a half back by losing a game each, each day. So it's – look at it this way, Paul. It's better to win more games than you lose. <laughs> okay. You yeah, do I that, keep it simple. You yeah. do that, you got a chance. But, but yeah, that, that's how the math works out is that each win is worth uh, – it, it feels like you've won two and a half games as opposed uh, – Put it this way: If you were a game and a half back in the standings in a 162 game season, you would have to work two and a half times more per win to get ahead okay. in the standings. All right. So, okay. It's just you know it doesn't feel that far back in the standings when you're a game and a half back in a 162 game season, but in a 60 game season, a game and a half back takes a lot longer to to make up yeah. that ground. So. Okay. Well, hopefully the Indians won't have to worry about that. All right, we will talk to you again on our post-game shows coming up uh, after the opener tonight. We will be taking your questions on exclusively on our subtext. If you subscribe there, cleveland.com slash subtext to subscribe, $3.99 a month. Hoinsey, we'll talk to you again later. Good deal, Joe. Thanks, man.